Many of us have dedicated ourselves to creating our peace with the process. Along the way, circumstances and events will come up that either add to or take from that endeavor. My wife and I had our firstborn son, Lincoln Wayne Gann, on June 2nd, 2021. And I started this series titled A Father's Perspective to share the process of parenthood and how we navigate our ability to continue creating peace day in and day out. If you're a father or mother, soon to be or have been three times over, I hope that hearing about our ups and downs and tips and tricks brings value to you and your family. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Father's Perspective on the Peace with the Process podcast. So we're gonna jump right into it. I've got my wife in my office today. We're using a different set of mics than we usually use, so you might hear a little extra background noise. We'll do our best to stay uh, still, quiet, as best as my wife can possibly do. So, Shelby, dearest, my wife. (laughs) Yes. It's good to have you on the show. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> a whole uh, hop and a skip from the bedroom and hop and a skip from the living room. So today I've got you on the Father's Process podcast episode, the series that I've been working on so that we can have your perspective on being a mom. Let's start off with uh, finding out we were pregnant and <laughs> being pregnant. Okay. So, what was it? What was it like? It was well, a dream come true. Finding out we were pregnant, we didn't try for too long. It felt like forever, but it really wasn't that long. Um, I remember having this big, elaborate plan to tell you <laughs> that we were pregnant whenever I did find out, and. That's not how it went down at all. No, I, not at all. I got way too excited whenever I saw the two lines, and I remember coming to you and we're like, um, so I had this really cute way to tell you that we were going to have a baby, but am I crazy? Are there two lines? <laughs> and that's how it went down. Yeah. There were, there were no onesies, no balloons, no letterboards no, involved. Nothing special. I was literally, I think I was getting dressed for mm-hmm. the day. I think you were probably using the bathroom with the door <laughs> open about mm-hmm. a whole foot and a half away from where I get ready in the morning because that was back when we were in our uh, efficiency apartment. So she literally just, I think she had the door slightly closed to take the pee test <laughs> and then she cracks it open and <laughs> asks me that. She said, uh... I know I was supposed to have something planned for this, but am I crazy? I see two lines on this thing. And I looked at it and you couldn't exactly tell. It was kind of faint. It's faint. Set it on the on the on the countertop and sat there and waited for a little bit. And over time it got darker and darker and darker and before you know it, we officially knew we were parents. <laughs> Alright, being pregnant. I had a a wonderful experience being pregnant with the exception of maybe the first month with just food aversions and feeling nauseous Mm. but never having the full-blown morning sickness and then (laughs) 
with, I don't know, I just, I feel like I didn't, and I didn't show for, I didn't, I didn't start showing until like week 30. Mm. So I wasn't the big swole, I mean, I was swollen towards the end, don't get me wrong, but the first, <laughs> the first 35 weeks, I really didn't have any issues, heartburn here and there, and it was great. I loved it. But she slept a lot. I slept a lot, but that's not really any different than not pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I might have slept true, true. <laughs> a little bit more, but very true. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm finding it hard to actually remember what it was like before <laughs> you were pregnant. Like, and now that we're on the whole other side of this, I almost forget trying to sit here and think now what was it like as as uh just not parents just married couple <laughs> in that efficiency i don't even remember what what you did when you got off work and you would I come cooked. i cooked right. dinner she cooked you <laughs> she would you, cook you had to pick that up during the pregnancy <laughs> i did i had to start cooking during the pregnancy that lasted probably about the whole time uh, i'd say it lasted about six <laughs> of the nine months I cooked for about six of the nine months. Toward the last three, she wouldn't eat anything that I was willing or had the capabilities to cook. So she would end up just eating whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Now she was on this program that told her that she was supposed to listen to me and my advice (laughs) on what she ate. But you know, you know, pregnant women, ladies and gentlemen. Add, you didn't eat breakfast. You ate a shake for lunch, and you ate the same baked chicken for dinner every <laughs> single night. So no, I didn't food, listen to food you. Food is fuel. Food is fuel. Food is happiness. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. obviously she would make some she would make some good healthy decisions every once in a while. <laughs> a lot of pizza rolls and chicken fries. A lot of pizza rolls, <laughs> chicken fries and some pretty out of the way travels to get some Chick-fil-A sandwiches or Pop. Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that was around the same time that that whole craze was going on. Nope. It was a little. It was a little after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we had one of those weird craving moments where she had me drive all the way. I think it was two towns over from where we lived. It's about a thirty minute drive to get two towns over, and because the line was too long <laughs> at Popeye's where we lived, not because they were closed. Or that they were out of the chicken sandwiches, like that big, big whole chicken sandwich pandemic before the pandemic happened. And it wasn't any of that. The line was too long. So we went all the way, two towns over, 30 minutes, which we probably would have sat in line for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's anyway, that long. Yeah. Got there <laughs> and still sat in line for at least 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> before we finally got her chicken sandwich. That was really the only major, she's got a craving and we're doing something ridiculous to fulfill this craving. In my defense, we went earlier that week and they were only accepting cash at the one in our in our city. Remember? Yeah. Because you too. said, as long as I was paying, we would go. Yeah. And they we didn't have cash. And yeah. then you saw the tears well up in my eyes and said, okay, what else do you want? I'll buy. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure that's how it went. Okay, so being pregnant, what about the final weeks? Um, I was hot. It was humid. I was very swollen mm. everywhere. I could not find shoes. Not that I didn't own any shoes. Even at every single store I went to, could not find shoes to fit my marshmallow feet <laughs> and your aunt gave me a pair of slides which I know are very popular but my personal opinion 
I don't love slides, <laughs> but I wore them because they fit and I didn't have to walk around barefoot yep. because I did and I would. As a, as a teacher, I would walk around the school barefoot. <laughs> she had what uh, what's referred to as, and correct me if I'm wrong because you know better than I do, it's called a pitting edema. Mm-hmm. So her feet swole up, which I've heard of that happening with pregnant women before, mm-hmm. but I've never heard it called pitting edema. Basically, because her feet were swollen, I was able to press my thumb into the top of her foot and you would see an indent and it would stay there. Mm-hmm. It would just hang out there for at least a good minute, minute and a half before it finally went away. So we had some weird fun with that. It was kind of strange, <laughs> squishing it. It was like one of those <laughs> sand field stress balls. Yes. Like with the rubber out the exterior, you press into it and it just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what her feet were like. And of course I had fun with the comments of her swollen ankles. What ankles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely made fun of her a lot as she got uh, <laughs> bigger and bigger and more pregnant and more pregnant. Called me, what is it, Cousin Louie? King Louie King from Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can Google the picture of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know who that was until I Googled it. <laughs> Eggman from Sonic the Hedgehog. Another one I had to Google. Yeah, I think that was two, the two good ones at least. Mm-hmm. That was the two good ones. Okay birthing day (laughs) i've talked a little bit about my experience for the birthing day but what was what was your experience like do you want me to go through the whole day uh give a yeah give a good (laughs) good brief full day inclusion okay so um if you've listened to these you know that on his due date at midnight 12 in the morning my water broke which to me i was like oh my goodness this is crazy but it's crazy that it happened like at midnight when he was supposed to be due and very punctual (laughs) and so I remember I texted my doula I texted my midwife I got my adult diaper on and went and tapped on Blake's shoulder and was like hey um my water broke and I already had the intentions of just going back to bed and being fine and he was like okay uh go to bed and then he rolled over and went to sleep and I was like oh okay it was very (laughs) anticlimactic and so I did not go to sleep, but I figured as long as I laid down, kept my eyes closed, I would be okay and stayed in the dark. I didn't get on my phone or anything. So that went on until whenever Blake got up and went and got us breakfast. And this is like the contraction started pretty quickly right after the my water broke. And then I just remember breathing through them. I'd been practicing my breathing techniques and like, my mindset and so I was very like oh these are I mean they're hard they're, they're tough these hurt but I've got this like I've been practicing I've been training <laughs> for this this is perfect and um, around noon I was like oh this like this is getting pretty intense we should go to the midwife and so she told us to come on by this was 12 hours after my water broke and we get there and I'm like, I walk in and she's like, so how are you feeling? And I'm like, oh, I feel fine. These contractions are intense, like we're good. Blake's giving her the whole timing update and she kind of looks at me funny and is like, are you? She was like, you're, you're okay. You know, like usually labor doesn't look this happy and bright eyed and bushy tailed, but you know, we'll see. And she checks me and I'm at a one. And Blake's mentioned before, women can be at a dilated to a one for like three or four weeks. And so when she tells me I'm at a one, I am immediately trying to fight back tears because in my mind, I'm like, okay, 
my water's already broke. I've got 24 hours until he has to be out. Mm-hmm. With 12 hours have passed, I'm at a one. I could potentially be at a one for weeks. I'm going to have to go to a hospital. I'm not going to get my home birth. At this rate, if I'm not going fast enough, they're going to want a C-section. Like all these things went through my mind of I've been wanting something specific for so long and now it's just all out the window because my body's not doing what it's supposed to do and I just got really disappointed. Well then she gives us some options and says, okay, we can we can try this, we can try this. She tells me all the things and that's, I will say something wonderful about having a midwife is it's very personal. She knows what I want already. She's gonna give me the options that she knows that I'm more likely to choose, but she's also gonna tell me the pros and cons of every option. And then she's gonna tell me my worst case scenario. Hey, if he's not out by midnight tonight and you are dilated to this, then we're gonna have to go to a hospital. And you know, she she lays it out straight like a friend, right. not like a doctor. And I'm just another patient, you know? And I didn't know that that's all that, that, that all of that was going through your head whenever oh, yeah. we got told that. As I told <laughs> you guys on my perspective of the, of when we talked about this on the earlier episode of the series was, I had no idea what that really meant. I knew that it meant we could be in labor for three days or so, or, you know, but the fact that her water broke, I didn't piece all of that together. She obviously knew mm-hmm. based on what you just heard. <laughs> okay, so uh, she gives you the medication mm-hmm. to speed up the contractions. The balloon. You now, yes, the balloon. <laughs> yep, we used the, uh, used the balloon. And I've talked about both of those. What was going through your head? when you started experiencing the real contractions. (laughs) Okay, so when we were on the drive home, I'm talking, it kicked in that fast. We were at my midwife's house for maybe 30 minutes and then left. The drive home, which it's only a 30 minute drive, Mm -hmm. before we are really even halfway home, it starts hitting. And, And it could have been a combination of just being very upset mentally and just knowing the lack of how far along I was versus I don't know just the pain as well Mm. and but they before I was able to breathe through them and do it silently and on the drive home that was not the case anymore the only way I could even remotely stop the pain or appease the pain, I guess, would be to scream as loud as I possibly could. <laughs> and I was trying to hold it in, and I remember at one point you said, you're like, it's okay, let it out. And I was like, okay, here it goes. <laughs> and screamed at the top of my lungs and cried a bunch. And then when we got home, they just constantly kept building on top of each other. And it was, Trying to explain the pain, now that I've already forgotten the pain, is hard to do, but I just remember it was the worst feeling ever. The actual contractions were terrible. And they, you know, whenever you're in a lot of pain, you get nauseous and then add my absolutely loving husband putting applesauce and water in my face and you need a drink. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I just, I couldn't even say the words no. I would just like look at him and bat his hand away and I didn't want water and I didn't want applesauce and I didn't want honey. I didn't want any of the stuff that I bought for laboring. <laughs> that she had bought for it. <laughs> she had all of this stuff prepped and planned out and my only job was to just be there for 
help with execution and she wouldn't do it <laughs> you probably hear our dog there in the background mm -hmm. i'm sure he'll stop in a moment okay continue okay so um you kept putting well, let's put a pause okay <laughs> okay back from the dog debacle <laughs> we took that annoying collar off of her neck and decided to bring her in here so she could lay down we are using different mics than i usually use they pick up a lot of background noise so before with my other mic you probably couldn't have heard her or it would have been so distinct you may not even pick that up but we're gonna deal with what we got today so we can have two mics all right pick up where we left off on basically we were going through labor and you were dealing with was that your stomach <laughs> yeah. are you hungry no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, the food. I was trying to give you food. You weren't having any. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, like you said, I had bought all this stuff for laboring, and I was trying to buy things that were easy to eat and or drink, and that would help give me energy because that's one of the biggest problems with first-time moms is they get they overexhaust themselves way too soon. And then after 24 hours of laboring, that is when they have to do a C-section mm. because they are exhausted and they physically cannot push anymore. And so my the advice that I was given was to have lots of energy and to do that, you need to keep fueling your body. Water is great, but water is not enough. You need natural sugars like honey and bone broth and just things that can give me energy to push through. So I didn't want any of that and you kept trying and eventually I just, I hit a point in my pain that anything that had went down came back up. And that was kind of when you stopped pushing yes, me to yes. eat everything or drink everything. Yeah, when she started throwing up and I was like, oh great. Honestly, right. in my mind, I was thinking, great. I, I pushed too hard and now she's puking. <laughs> And she's not going to have any energy toward the end. And this is going to end in a C-section. I was like, oh my gosh, the one, my one job that I ultimately <laughs> had throughout this, this, this labor portion was make sure that she was eating. Uh, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily working out. Okay, so what was your, in a few sentences, how would you have described the time when it was just me and you going through labor? Okay, so defeated would mm. be one really good word. Um, I, I remember at one point you asked me, Hey, how are you? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? And I'm, I remember saying the next kid's getting an epidural. I just, <laughs> the, the pain and I was kind of joking, kind of not. The pain was absolutely horrendous and there was nothing that I could do to fix it. I tried the, the yoga ball, the positioning, the breathing, the laboring on the toilet, turned backwards, and all kinds of, anything that I had read to do, I tried. Even the hip um, squeezes, mm -hmm. we tried that. It did not work. I think it turned out I was actually doing it wrong. You were doing it wrong, <laughs> but we didn't know that, mm -mm. and so it was not working. Everything was just falling apart at the seams is what it felt like. Mm. And then I remember you telling me that my doula was going to come and I can't like I, I felt relieved but then I'm, I was just kind of also again feeling defeated of 
I mean, that's great. Maybe she'll have something else, a different technique, but all I want to do is lay in bed and sleep between these four minute contractions and yes. get, the, get those two to three minutes of sleep and then die inside all over again for a minute. <laughs> Which she definitely did do. Okay, so the doula showed up. I obviously saw uh, quite a change in you, but what was, how was your perspective of when the doula showed up? So when she got there, she, I mean, first of all, she's amazing and just very calm and collective and she just, she knows what she's doing and she carries herself in such a way. So mm-hmm. her being there and, and being confident and not making me think, like if she would have walked in and been like, oh, you're only one centimeter, you know, like, oh no, well we got to try this, you know, I would have been still defeated. But she walked in and she was like, no, we've got this. Like, you've got this. You can do this. We're going to try this. And I remember her sitting on the edge of our bed and telling me, okay, I know know you're tired. I know you want to lay here. I know you don't want to get up. And that's fine. But if you want, if you want the baby out, we have to move him out. Laying here is going to prolong this. And that was just kind of like duh in my mind but mm. at the same time I didn't think of that before and I didn't think of that either that was definitely uh, eye-opening for me I was like oh great I've been letting her lay here <laughs> for hours <laughs> and I failed to get her up and moving in my defense I was trying to get her up and moving but Not I told yet. you guys on on an, on an episode before where I talked about my perspective of this is that she uh, she was giving me looks that was breaking my heart I didn't know what to do at that point so anyway you know, you get up, you do some moving around, you start doing, uh, you start doing some of those exercises. Mm-hmm. Let's do a, a little jump to the moment that we get the balloon out. What was going through your mind there? Okay, so I remember we, whenever I would try to get the balloon out. I thought I was doing a really good job and I was just like, well, it's just not coming. <laughs> and then when she mentioned that she was going to try, if I was okay with it, I'm like, you know what, whatever your heart desires, mm-hmm. get this baby out of me. And she, when the balloon came out, she was super excited and you were super excited and I was super exhausted <laughs> and I, I just, and I was super in pain. And so like, I vaguely, vaguely remember you like championing me in the background and she was standing there and she's like, look, it's out. And I'm like, look at that. Like that was, <laughs> that was the extent <laughs> of my excitement. And like internally I knew we had made progress, progress, <laughs> progress. Externally I was like, mm, super, now mm. what? And, <laughs> and she literally did ask, now what? That was my mantra for the day. Yeah, now what? And so... <laughs> So the doula told her that we're going to try to get her from three centimeters to five. And then from that point, we were going to then go to the midwife's house. Mm -hmm. I think we got to the midwife's house around nine. So I've talked through this a Mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, You spent some time in the shower. Mm -hmm. And the worst pain you had felt the entire time was when we did the peanut ball on the bed. Mm -hmm. You had to put the peanut ball between Mm -hmm. your knees. (laughs) Yeah, she's got PTSD from that. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) And then uh, after that... You were we were in that for what felt like at least an hour you know for why? me. Why? Because her pipe busted under her sink and they couldn't get the tub warm. 
Oh. That's why they made me get out of the shower. So you could have been in... So much sooner. <laughs> they made me get out of the shower because of that. I they... remember you telling me that they uh-huh. had a pipe go wrong uh-huh. or something. But yeah, because she was talking about, did you realize how many things went yep. wrong during your pregnancy? Not with you, but things that were happening in like, general, yeah. like in the house. Yeah. Couldn't get the water filled up in the tub. See, I didn't even know about it. We didn't know about any of this. They did a great job of masking it all. Mm-hmm. And they had to take pots and scoop water mm-hmm. from the tub and put it on her stove. So like every pot she had, they were putting it on the stove and then dumping the water back in and getting another scoop and putting it on the yeah, stove. Yeah, I remember them doing that. And boil. I thought they were just filling up hot water and bringing no. it back in. I didn't even realize they were they were taking recycling, reusing the same water. Mm-hmm. No big it was deal. Clean. Yeah, 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 no big deal. And okay, pushing time. Mm-hmm. What okay. was that like? Um to put this as nicely as I possibly can, like a, a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, so when we got, when I finally got into the birthing tub, I will say magical. That was magical. Just the warm water, water, <laughs> water around, just around my body. And then with your hip squeezing that you had um, started doing correctly, mm-hmm, that yeah. helped so much like the pain probably decreased about 20 percent, which doesn't seem like a lot but it was a lot for give like given it must have been a lot because i tried to reposition Mm -hmm. my arms were cramping she wasn't having it no she would be no Mm -hmm. like i would try i'd be like baby i gotta reposition no Mm -hmm. okay i'm just gonna let my arms fall off that's just how it's gonna go i remember whenever you said i'm going to reposition like fear went through my entire body of you moving your hands off my hips and I was like absolutely not because <laughs> the second you do I'm, it's just downhill <laughs> for that two second <laughs> all right the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. about the water <laughs> I think we both knew that this was definitely a possibility and I don't even know if I mentioned this in any of my in any of my perspective episodes mm-hmm. but I think at one point, the we didn't even realize it because we're obviously we're we're both pretty uh, distracted. Mm-hmm. But at one point, the midwife has like this bas- this strainer <laughs> that she's dipping into the water, and you can see like these little brown clumps. <laughs> and it's the hey, it's the nitty gritty. I don't want to shy away from letting you guys know about this. If you want to experience this, this is something that's gonna happen. So obviously. There were some, uh, there was some bowel movement <laughs> going on in the the pushing that felt like a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. It wasn't substantially a lot. I, I think no. I, I couldn't have cupped all of it in like one hand. Ew. Uh, I know that's kind of a, a gross. Too much. Yeah, too much. Sorry, but uh, it's funny because even after we were done, had the baby in our mm-hmm. arms, I think there were two other women who were there who had gone through the same experience, and they were talking about, yeah, happened to me too. Yep, happened to me too. If we want to go nitty-gritty, can we also say that my head definitely, or face, dunked into that water <laughs> a few times, and, I was and elbows nobody deep in it. told me. Yep, I was elbows deep in it. But I've seen, I've seen some people who the husband was waist-deep in it. Um, but yes, you're right. Your face I, yeah. having dipped nobody in it a said, time like, or two. Hey, keep your keep your head out of the water. Keep your head up here. Nobody <laughs> held my head above. Keep well, your like, head up, kid. <laughs> I would I would push because when you bear down to push, your body physically bears down. Like mm. you you 
hunker over, I right. guess, and just dive right in to that water. Nose, mouth, all the... And, just blowing bubbles in there. Exactly. Poo water. <laughs> and then I turned, <laughs> because they had me, like, on my knees, facing... How do I explain this? With my arms on the side of the pool and on mm. my knees, pushing that way for a while. And then I turned over, like, your normal position, like, if you're in the bed, pushing, and then squatting like a sumo wrestler squat mm-hmm. i tried all these different positions while i started on my knees and so i don't i don't know what's going on anywhere nor would i've had noticed if i were facing the other way but yeah just blowing bubbles in the water and yeah. then i turn around and i'm like what is that mm-hmm. and keep in mind <laughs> i was applying pressure to her hips which is the the direct view of which that would have been going on <laughs> Thankfully, Never saw. it did not happen during <laughs> me being uh, me applying pressure to her hips. Um, don't know what I would have done, for being honest, if I had been back there and seen that. I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have been like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, 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 what's going on here?" No, you. Wouldn't. Someone would have set me straight. I don't know. Yeah, I think now maybe I would have thinking back, but I don't know. Okay, so I want to keep this episode around mm-hmm. 30 minutes, and we're getting to that point there. I think we're going to have to have you back on to talk about how it's been since <laughs> she's got her hands up in the air with a little whoop whoop look on her face. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to have you back on to talk about how it's been being a mom, like the, the, full, the full thing, him being here. But to wrap this episode up, let's go ahead and finish off the, the birth. So... <laughs> <laughs> baby's coming okay like like they gave me the opportunity to look and i said no <laughs> they tried to they, they they persisted in trying to get me to look and i was like no and i said you know what you've got a mirror over there just tilt the mirror okay great saw it it was kind of like you he know a, a quick glance of like the tv <laughs> like you're switching channels whoa it's all that and that was it i think that was as much as i needed to know mm-hmm. uh, and, and and shelby said the same thing she didn't yeah. she didn't want me to Mm-mm. to get the full picture either um, so that was like, that was a bit more than crowning. All right. So talk about that. Okay. So, um, she told me, Hey, his head's there. Do you want to feel? And <laughs> I did. And I was like, mm, feels like a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the fuzziness of, I don't know, of his head. Yeah. Cause he had hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And again, it's just. When you see the movies and they're they're gritting and they're they're screaming and their their bodies shaking, yeah, totally accurate. Yeah. That's yeah. That's your how face actually swole up because of the pressure that yes. you were applying from clenching your My, teeth mm-hmm. and your jaw. Mm-hmm. You can see it. I posted a video of the birth, mm-hmm. like literally those final seconds. So what she's talking about here is uh, on my Instagram page. You can find that on Peace With The Process Instagram page. Shameless plug here. <laughs> and uh, you can actually see her face swollen. You've probably seen pictures. If you don't, I've tagged her in a lot of these things. So you can head over to her Instagram. You can see what her face usually looks like. <laughs> and you can see how swollen her jaw muscles were mm-hmm. during that time. And of course, she was swollen because of being toward the end of pregnancy as well, too. Well, and then the week after my jaw, it felt like little bubbles of water I guess were all throughout my jaw and I could touch them and like hear them pop and crackle like Mm. 
what is that cereal that crackles and rice krispies, rice krispies. that's what it sounded like <laughs> in my mouth and my jaw Snack so yeah so krispies. um i pushed and at one point my midwife looked me dead in the eye and she was she yelled at me she didn't she was not sweet and kind anymore she yelled at me and said <laughs> i need you to push mm. one two three push and screamed it i would have said that louder but this microphone is intense yeah and i did and i mean i think how i was pushing for 40 minutes 45 minutes i think that's what they said because yeah. i think at 11 55 is when i started pushing and she was like okay if you want this baby out on his due date you got five minutes yeah and 45 minutes he was, later. i don't think he was crowning at that time no he wasn't he wasn't crowning no. at that time. i think i was because just he was born at, at what 12 40. no 12 40. was it 12 40. Mm -hmm. okay and yeah, because you started pushing. You were in the tub at around yes. like 11. Yes. Started actually pushing at around 11.50. Started crowning at a, probably about 12.30. Yeah. And then he was out was, by 12.40. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And she said that it was, he was kind of hard to get out. And then, but he came out. He mm -hmm. was fine. Apparently other, other people in the room were concerned. But I looked up and saw my midwife give me like the nod of he's all right and i took that for what it know. was i didn't even know anyone in the room was concerned well he wasn't crying and they were shaking him and like rubbing him and mm. trying to get him i guess to cry but i saw him breathing and right. they were checking his heart and his heart was fine i mean obviously if there was a concern they would have taken him from me but his heart was the was fine and he was blown bubbles because he was getting all that stuff out of his lungs right yeah he, he had a, a lot of lung amniotic fluid that's what it in was his lungs yeah. yes and he i mean he sneezed they caught that on video so i knew he was okay right but i feel like everybody else was just kind of concerned and um yeah we we got to hold him and see him and i was really expecting more tears from you right a little disappointed about what that. about you I had an I I was in shock. You leave me be. I've <laughs> yeah, cried enough I was since too. he's been born. <laughs> I may have cried if I had not been in the middle of that experience with you the whole time. I it was, was more relief. <laughs> it was. There was a lot of relief. I thought I was going to cry. I literally looked at him and was asking myself, "Where are the tears?" Mm -hmm. Because this is supposed to be this big build-up moment, um, and it didn't happen. Right. It didn't happen that way. I was still very much just in awe of this baby, but I, I couldn't feel anything. It, I felt very uh, stoic. Mm -hmm. Like I was just kind of soaking in the moment, mm -hmm. but unable to truly, I guess the way that I feel, I was unable to like experience the emotions of the moment. Emotions were gone. It was very dreamy. We were exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. This was 24 hours and 40 minutes in. Yeah. We were tired, and then that wasn't even the end of it. I mean, for you, it was, but then right. they, there was a lot of other things that had to they had to do with me, and I just, I don't know. It was. We'll talk about a couple of those things. Okay, well, so I had to get out of the tub, and with water, I mean, think about when you get out of the shower. It doesn't matter how hot that shower is when you step out of it. You're cold, and your body that's with with the baby with Lincoln we had to keep him warm and then they wanted to get me warm and so I go onto my midwife's couch her personal couch in her living room yeah she's got the like pads laid down um so that I don't get anything on it 
towels, blankets. They pulled them out of the dryer. All of these were hot, hot towels and blankets. And I lay down. Well, then we've got to, I have to deliver the placenta. And then we have to monitor my bleeding. Mm. And being a home birth, you would like to keep that at a minimum. And she said that I had more blood than she would have liked, but not to the point of hemorrhaging. And they give you, at the hospital, they'll give you a shot of Pitocin, which is what they typically give you to induce labor to start your contractions. Well, they gave me a shot of that to try to contract my uterus. does the same thing, but this is to, instead of to get the baby out, it's to make it contract and get smaller so that it heals faster. And so they give me a shot of that. Well, then 30 minutes pass and they would rub on my stomach and I could just, I can't see anything, but I can feel just blood, a lot of blood mm. coming out and it's something, it was it was kind of scary, but then again, I'm looking at my doula and my midwife, they don't seem concerned, either they were really good at masking it or... There were some times where they were talking amongst themselves yes. and they looked concerned in their faces when they would do it, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So there were a few times where, do I need to be concerned? No, surely someone would tell me if I need to be concerned. But in the back of my mind, I think like the worst case scenario that could happen at this point is obviously lose my wife because I had vividly not vividly but like briefly remembered that that happens after birth like mm-hmm. hemorrhaging blood loss that's typically when a life gets lost in that process so right. there were some some split second thoughts that went through my mind of that uh, but the fact that nobody was telling me I needed to be worried I was able to lean into that right. which helps yeah that definitely helped and so they ended up giving me a second shot of pitocin and then that little so to get me to start having contractions around noon she cut this little pill into like eighths Mm. so teeny tiny bit of this pill right and that started this whole snowball effect of contractions and labor right well she gave me two full-size pills the same medicine to put under my tongue to dissolve. Tasted like chalk, but it was supposed to help. So I got two shots of Pictocin and two full-size dissolvable pills to try to get my my bleeding to a minimum. And obviously, I mean, we got it under control because here I am today. And I got to leave, we got to leave with our newborn. Yeah. And I think we finally, (laughs) we left at three. We had to go to Whataburger. That was a direct order from our doctor, AKA yeah. my doula. We did, I forgot about that. She said I needed protein, I needed something more than just my little pears and Teddy Grahams that they gave me after mm-hmm. birth. The friggin' line for Whataburger on a two, on a Wednesday morning at like one, three, 3 a.m., mm-hmm. yeah, it was at 3 a.m., was still ridiculously long, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. Anyway, yes, we got to take our baby home. Okay, mm-hmm. final thoughts, we gotta close up this episode. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about wonderful experience on the next one (laughs) final thoughts we've heard your entire perspective which i think it's strange we never had this conversation prior to now like what your perspective was on it so it's been interesting for me you've listened to the podcast episodes that i've been doing so you've heard mine Mm -hmm. okay so if you could say in one sentence what it's like to be a mom now that you're on the other side of that whole experience of the birthing, the pregnancy, boom, you've been a mom for a month, one sentence. 
it has been I I hate to say this but it's it's been normal like mm. I feel like our lives have not drastically changed like everybody thinks that it's supposed to let's dive into that in the next episode <laughs> okay. we're gonna leave everybody hanging there and they can send they can send their hate mail <laughs> between now and the so next it's episode a piece of the pro- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for listening to A Father's Perspective, a new series that I've done here on uh, Peace with the Process. And thank you all for those of you who have been listeners since day one. Thank every one of you who are just tuning in today. Um, I won't be hurt if you say that you just tuned in to hear my lovely wife uh, (laughs) and haven't listened to any of the other episodes. Okay, I'll be a little hurt, but that's all right. (laughs) I understand it. And uh, we will be bringing her on again next week, so stay tuned for that. We can talk about what it's been like for her to be a mother for this whole month since I've already done my whole spiel uh, from everything we talked about today all the way up to being a father for a month. Uh, The only new thing that we've got going on with Mr. Lincoln is I'm trying to get him to hold his own bottle, (laughs) and my wife is fighting me in that attempt. He wants him to grow up, and I don't. (laughs) uh anyway uh, thank you guys so much you can get these episodes emailed directly to you the moment that they are released by heading over to peacewiththeprocess.com and scrolling down and filling out the insiders access email subscription form and you can have this and all of the links emailed directly to you you can keep up with what we've got going on on the peace with the process instagram and facebook page you can also follow my personal page uh, blake gan pretty sure that's what it is on both sides was that your stomach again that's the dog oh it's our dog our dog's down here making weird noises <laughs> anyway thank you guys for listening to another episode and i will see you next time on peace of the process mm-hmm.